1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
2: This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And I always you know when you have a great show, you have a great people on your show. Got my guest, Dwight, driving at White. Yes, I am. Thanks for having me, love. Oh, man, always had good to have you back on me. You know, he did such a good job last time, you know, and um, had great feedback from you. I was like, I got to get the Dwight back on, you know?
3: I appreciate it. You know I love talking sports anytime, anywhere.
2: <laughs> well, Dwight, before we jump into all the free agency that went on yesterday and today, you know, I want to talk about a couple of teams that, and see what you kind of think, what they needed when they, you know, and then we get on free agency, did they get the people that they needed, you know. Let's start off with, you know, with the Super Bowl. You know, we had um, the Denver Broncos, you know. Um, during the season, you know, it looked like they were blowing through people with offense. And I kept telling everybody that, uh, you know, defense is kind of weak. Defense is kind of weak. What did you think?
3: Well, if you look at the, I mean, they, the defense, was it was suspect you saw some things throughout the season, a couple games where if it wasn't for Peyton Manning, they lose those games. But when you got a guy like Peyton Manning that can give you thirty points, thirty plus points night in and night out, you know sometimes it makes up for the defense. By Von Miller going down, a linebacker that was huge for them. But they now they go down to Dallas and they steal a man away from them. So. That, that's going to be huge for them. By them getting DeMarcus Ware, that's going to be huge for them because now they got some help on the defensive side of the ball, which they desperately needed. Hopefully, the linebacker will come back and you know he'll be healthy. And I you mean, know, who knows? They might, you know, they might stumble back into the Super Bowl again. But I think by them adding Ware, that's going to be huge for them, and that's going to help them out a lot in the long run. Yeah, well, I mean, you look
2: at what they did during the season. Like you said, their offense blew out people. And then you had the the, the, um, the defense a little weak. But, you know, I mean, um, defense won a game for Seattle. But if if Denver, like, load up on defense, do you see them winning the Super Bowl? Was that their problem in the Super Bowl?
3: You know what? I, I don't even think that was their problem in the Super Bowl. I just think they didn't show up. I mean, I really don't think that they were that bad of a team in that Seattle. I mean, again, Seattle was a good team. I just don't think that the Denver Broncos showed up that night. And on, on one hand of it, you could say, how could you not show up for the biggest game in the world? Okay. But, you know, like I know, and just in watching some of the games that they played throughout the year, that wasn't the Denver Broncos team that we had saw throughout the course of the year. And for you to be on the biggest stage and you lay a goose egg, that, that was terrible. You know, it was, it, and, it, and it was bad from the beginning to the end. And, I, I couldn't believe it. Now, you play that game again, maybe Seattle wins the game again, but I don't think they get blown out like that. I just don't think that, you know, I just don't think they showed up. I don't think that team, if they played again, I don't think it would be that bad. They might lose. Who knows? But that was, that was horrible. But, I, you, know, you know, and everybody talks about that window of opportunity, you know, and getting to the Super Bowl. You know, Peyton Manning, I guess he was medically cleared to play and all these little stipulations they had in his contract as far as his neck and his rehab and whatever was going on with him. Now he cleared to play or whatever. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy that could, I mean, barring no injuries, he could probably still play enough, you know, for three, four years. But, you know, that window of getting to the Super Bowl is small for teams. A lot of teams is small, you know. So, with them and – like I say, with them adding where, will that help them? Of course it's going to help them because they really didn't, you know, they really didn't have it have enough on defense. But at the same time, I don't really think Seattle was that, you know, Seattle was that great. And you know, like I know over the course of, I don't know how many of the last few years, what does everybody says? Defense wins championships. And you can go back all the way after until at least, I'll say, except for that 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 catch with Eli Manning and, and, and your man with the catch on his head. For the most part, you know, like I know, when they get down to the Super Bowl, defense win the championship. They don't have a good defense because everybody got offense, especially the way they done changed up the way the offense is playing nowadays and can't hit like this, can't touch like this. It's geared up to be an offensive game. So if you don't have a defense and your defense can't close it out in the big game, and, and and, and
2: that's what you're going to get. Well, that leads me to my point. You know, free agents let let's start with Denver. Denver loaded up with DeMarcus Ware with the Cowboys in. He had, you know, leading tackler in and then they got the cornerback um, from on uh, the I can't say his name. Was it Tibbet? I said his name?
3: Yeah.
2: Mm, the number two, you know, defensive back behind, the real Revis. Yeah. I mean, they're just loading up now. Is that what Denver needed to overcome that defense? Cause we know the offense hit potent. Peyton Manning score real.
3: Right.
2: Is that what Denver could they have won if they had these players, the White? I don't think so. And and here's
3: why. Here's why. Denver's team, Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning and he is. I mean, he's a Hall of 14, First team, first Ballot Hall of Fame and all of this. But the thing with this guy is, this guy's smart, he's intelligent, and if you have any kind of offensive skill set as a receiver, let it be a receiver, a running back. This guy is going to put you in the right position to make plays, and that's what he does. You look at the guys. How many of those guys on the offensive side of the ball for the Broncos were Pro Bowlers? Other than him, yeah. how many of them? There were not, none. not, 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 um, um, Wes Welker. Um, what's the other guy? The receiver. None of those guys were Pro Bowls, but yet these guys are in Super You know. What's that? None of those guys go to, the super, uh, go to the Pro Bowl, but yet they go to the Super Bowl. Why? Because you have a quarterback, you have a quarterback that can put guys in the right position to make plays. And, and with Peyton Manning, it's not about the big ball down the field. It's about moving the chains, moving the chains, moving the chains, and touchdown. Moving the chains, moving the chains, touchdown. That's the kind of guy he is. So when you got a guy like that, I mean, and granted, he, I mean, he's a gamer, no doubt about that. But when you have a guy like that, you can take Peyton Manning and put him on one of the, I won't say one of the worst teams in the league, but one of you know, somewhat, you know, less than, you know, full-time win team. And I guarantee you, he'll win you three, four more games just by his presence and his his understanding of the game of football.
2: Hmm. I disagree with you on that, Dwight, because I think, you know, Denver, I mean, you know, the season, you've seen that weakness on defense. I mean, like one or two defensive back, they were short, and I think the market where I think, you know, yeah, it started off, you know, it seemed like Denver here wasn't in it, you know, but I think if they had a better defense, what the hell, some of those Seattle third downs that they didn't get, you know what I'm saying, would have changed the game up, but Denver at least had a chance to score and make it a better game. I mean, you might not agree right? do you
3: agree with that? I agree with it to some degree, but, you know, with this... I mean, they did good by Adware where and adding the DB, but the thing of it with the league now is you got to have, especially the way they spread the teams out and they did some pass-happy league in it, you got to have... If you got no pressure, if you got nothing up front, your guys in the back, they're going to suffer. By that mean and the secondary guys, they're going to suffer because if you can't put any pressure on that quarterback up front, you're going to have problems. The reason Seattle... Seattle was so successful in the Super Bowl is because Russell Wilson is not a, a typical quarterback. But when you have a guy that can roll out and, and, and make plays on the fly, and that's what he does. He makes plays on the fly. I don't think he's I, I think he's good. I think he's a smart quarterback and I think he, he he'll manage a football game for you. he won't make mistakes. So a guy like Russell Wilson being, being who he is, I, I mean, I don't think he's that great. I don't think he's. I mean, I don't. I mean, I think their defense was the thing that got them where they where they were. Because all of Wilson, like I said, you can you can line up four wives, and once I roll out and start scrambling, I can make things happen. But the Broncos, you know, go back to that whole defense thing. They they added, they added where, and they added the but. I think the Broncos still need to add more as far as their up front guys and their defensive line because if you can't get pressure on the quarterback, you, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to stop plays. The teams will keep making plays, and they'll keep making plays, and they'll keep driving, and they'll keep making plays, and you just you won't be able to stop it. But if you get no pressure up front, you, you, you're not going to win the ball game. You're just not.
2: Yeah, right. But look at every Super Bowl. Every Super Bowl is always come down to – it's a game at the end, Right. Somebody jumped out to two touchdowns. Look at the one last year with um 49ers. They was down, what, three, four touchdowns? I mean, the one for that blackout, uh, What uh, what's Ready already score? They, it was going to be a blowout, right? But look yeah. at the game change, you know, a couple stops here and there. And that's why I say that Denver had somebody with the, the market wearing a, a couple stops. That game probably would have been changed a little. You don't think so? Because all you need to do is get paid many hot, you know. And that game... Yeah. Well, then, I mean, the, been a different game. Thing, it's been close. But the thing is, with one if it the, came down to offense. You, you don't agree with that still?
3: No. Because the Broncos are still making plays. But once you got to keep playing catch up, and then Peyton Manning did throw some picks, but that's Peyton Manning. He's going to give you some picks, but he's going to give you more touchdowns and picks. But once you start, and they start to show a little life of making plays, but... When they had turnovers, they were drastic turnovers in huge, du- huge down-and-distance situations that you let a team like Seattle get the ball, and, you know, you think about it. I don't remember one drive, except for the first one that Seattle had, that they had to drive the ball completely down the field, meaning that from a kickoff standpoint, had to just drive the ball completely. Most of theirs was short. They were short field goals, short yardage, short, you know, turnovers in short field situations where they could quickly score some points had they had to make that long drive. I I just don't think they could have. I don't think they could have. I still think Seattle won the game just because of their defense. I think they had won the game just because of their defense, but I don't think it would have been as bad. I don't think it would have been as bad if, if Denver could have got a couple stops and made a couple key plays because every, every turnover that they made was in key crucial situations that they needed to get something, whether it be a first down or a touchdown here to make, to put them in this position or a positive position or, a, you know, a go ahead position to score some points or to at least get a field goal. Every time that they was right there, that defense shut it down. And as a result, those world champs.
2: You know how we say a team get addition players, you know, like the Ware, where, you know, and the um Bishop Tobacco got from um, New England. Um, uh, do you see Denver going back to the Super Bowl with the addition of the layers that they just added? I
3: don't see I don't see it. I don't I don't think so. Uh, I think they'll I think they'll end up I think they'll end up going back to the playoffs. I do believe they'll win their division because I mean you got Kansas City, who, who, who surprised everybody this year. But, you know, like I know, you get new blood in the system with Andy Reid coming over to Kansas City, and you get a new life. You get, you know, rejuvenated. Got a new system. You there, you know, players change. They, you know, they're getting new, whole new environment, new coaches, So, they, you know, and it changes, and everybody is, they up for it. So, that, you know, I get it, Not I'm knocking Andy Reid. Andy Reid is a good coach. But I think the Broncos are still winning their division they got Kansas City, San Diego, the Raiders. I mean the Raiders really? I mean what I don't know what's going on with the Raiders. But <laughs> Kansas City, the Raiders. That's another show, is <laughs> <laughs> what you say? Well
2: what what do you think of, I mean I mean a player like Demarcus Webb being, you know, released by the um Cowboys. What do you think of that, you know? I mean, do I we know everybody know um nowadays it's about money and not want to play the player but to let a cowboy
3: player like that go, saying, "What does that stand for your team?
2: What is it, like?
3: But it's, it's it's not that they want them. It, but that, you can look across the whole the history of the last few years of this whole free agency. Ever since it changed, it's not that these teams want these guys to leave. Of course, they want to keep them. But it's like you said, it all comes down to the money, and it all comes down to that cap hit. And it all comes, I mean, you look at the Bears. You look at the Bears. Ah. I personally think Julius Peppers could still give you more, but were they going to take that hit as far as the cap money? I could let this guy go. I mean, it is what it is. It's business, and that's how a lot of these guys should look at it. It's business. It's about money. So when you get that big money, you sign that big contract, and you get that $25, 30000000 million upfront guarantee money or whatever, you better put it away and save it because – History shows you in a free agency. If they feel like you ain't producing like you should, they'll cut you no matter how much money you think you owe. They'll cut you, you know. So it, it, it is what it is, man. With this free agency thing, man, and guys got to look at it like that, you know. And, and, and a lot of times it ain't that. the, that the teams want to get rid of these guys. It's business. it's about a different business with them, and that's what it is. And it's about money, just like when the guys do for his big payday. Okay just like Jarius Burke in, in, in Buffalo. I mean, by far, you could argue he was the best safety in the league. You could argue that. But when Buffalo doesn't feel that way, and, and here's a team that he wanted to, here's a team he wanted to stay with, he wanted to stay on his team, but they didn't want to give him the money. You know, like I know, just like you said, it's about the money because I could go and blow my knee out this next year. I could pull a Darrelle Revis and, and, and what the Giants do, or the Jets do, they let him go. He goes back down to Tampa. And now, I mean, you see what I'm saying? It's the nature of the business. So, on the high side of the guys, take the money and run. But on the business side of it, you got to also remember this: on the business side of it, if they don't feel like you worth your value, they going not tell you. They they gonna send you on your way, and that's just how it is. But you know, like they say, one man's loss, another, game's, man's, fortune, another game's, man's fortune. Another man's fortune, another man's loss. However, you want to say it, if that's what it is. Well, the
2: way, way we have to like, we'll come back, and break, we'll talk about all the other free eight what one teams, and then we're gonna have to talk about what players are still left out there that surprising is not with a team yet. But this is Jay Loving, host of Loving, that sports talk my guest, D Driver, right, D? Yes, sir. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No
1: holds barred. need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. Speak up or forever hold your mouth.
3: We playing around here.
1: Voice America Sports. This is Jack Lovell with Loving the Sports Talk,
2: and I always got my great host, d drivers You feel that D? You ain't me this. No, nah, I'm still here. Oh, all right, that's good, that's good. Well, then we got the um, Broncos all the way up bet Everybody's wondering about what was they going to do with the free agency. Uh, I just think the draft picks, you know, sometimes you might get one or two of the players that can come in and make a great impact to start a team. But other than that, I mean, I don't really look for a draft pick to come in and change your
3: team around, do you? not at all because you can look at the draft is you know what to some degree i think the draft is just about the fans and you know because you don't really i mean there was some exceptions like andrew luck he was you know you you have some of those guys that come in and that can change a little bit of your franchise and the way things operate but for the most part you know like i know most of the stars today in the league, they went in the first round, the second rounders. You're talking about some guys getting rounders. Look at Tom Brady, look at uh, uh Russell Wilson guy we was just talking about, some of these other guys. You 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 don't know. And that's the thing with the draft, it's just a big crapshoot. So I don't really look at a lot of the guys in the draft to to uh just come and just completely impact my program. Now I'm gonna tell you one guy one guy that I see. No, I take that back. There's two. Depending on the team, and that's and that's another big thing, too. Depending on the team these guys go to and in the, in the situation that these guys are put into as far as the scheme of the team. Depending on where they go, yeah, maybe they can make an impact. But I've got two guys that I feel that's going to be bombshells, and they're going to blow up as rookies. Who is We need The one is Sammy Watkins. Now, you know me, I'm a- uh, Now, you hear me, love? Yeah. Okay, now Sammy Watkins. I'm a big college football fanatic, okay? I love college football. I watch more college football than pro football. But man, I watched this guy play five times this year and I don't know how many times last year. The dude is a straight up PlayStation game breaker, okay? He is that, he is that guy. By far, he is that guy. My other guy is Jadavian Clowney. Now, it just depends on, like I said, where these guys end up. Now, Houston has got that number one pick. Mm. In my opinion, if Houston lets Jadavian Clowney get away, that would be the biggest mistake that they make. Because you take Jadavian Clowney, and then you got um, JJ Wilson. J.J. J. Watt, you got Jadavian J. J. on one side, J.J. J. Watt on the other side. Are you serious? Are you serious? That, okay, that, to me,
2: let me ask you a question that, before you go on. Let's start with Clownish. Didn't play this hard this season. You know, he wanted. Will he take games off in the NFL? Will he do that to you? I
3: think he will. I think. I think he'll be a game in the NFL, man. Especially, you know, like I said, depending on your, depending on the position. I mean, depending on the team and their needs, you can't go drafts in the the NFL. It's different than college. Because college, when you're in college, you recruit a kid according to your program. If you run the wishbone, I'm going to go find me wishbone-running quarterbacks and wishbone-running running um, running backs and wishbone-running offensive linemen. So I'm recruiting high school kids whose programs are wishbone-oriented. Or if i got a five-wide, air-it-out type of, Quarterback or receiver, and that's my office in college, then that's what I'm going to recruit in the NFL. You have a draft slot. You have a draft pick. Your head coach has a scheme, and it's all about me, you know, depending on the athlete and your position in the draft. So the draft is always about your need, but if you don't draft the right guy for your need, even though he could have been a stud in college, if he's not in that right fit, it might not work. I definitely agree with you because I don't think – I think
2: teams – I mean, looking at, you know, the free agency, they want not pay this big money. But, you know, that's what's going to impact the, the team, you know, getting these players that, you know, free agency they can get that's going to make a difference, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you ain't going to look at a college guy and make them think you're to come in, you know. Like say you only got maybe one or two that's going to be exceptional. I mean, it's only going to win so many games. They're to take you over that hump with the experience, you know like uh, a quarterback. A I know a couple guys, you know, playing me, Chef Join, I'm saying it takes five years for you to become an NFL quarterback. Learn how to be you know what I'm saying? Yep. Five years it takes really, you know, I mean people say, like, look, like you know, he's winning all that yeah, but it's gonna take him about two couple two more years to really you know what I'm
3: saying? You're gonna always have your exceptions to the rule and he's one of those exceptions to the rules. I don't think it's gonna take him five years. Yeah, I think I think what it's going to take is the Colts organization putting the right pieces around him to make him to make the Colts fans mention him in the same breath that they mentioned Peyton Manning, which will be hard. But if the Colts organization puts the right pieces around him as he's developing into a professional quarterback, then then we'll see. But it's not going to take that guy five years. I don't think it's going to take RG3 five years. I think it's going to take the right coach in the right position to put him in the right positions for him to be successful. Because he can throw the ball. We all know he can run. But we all know he can throw the ball. But if you're in an offense where you're in the coach or you're in the offensive coordinator or whoever it might be, and you have this guy and y'all ain't on the same page, it, it, it's going to be bad. It, it's going to be bad.
2: Uh, let me uh, ask you, you this, like, I mean, I'm not trying to get up something, but you said something that was, you know, what, you know they're trying to put Andrew Luck in the same thing as Peyton. Why do they try and do that? I mean, it's never going to be a Peyton. You know, they do that with Michael Jordan and LeBron. You're never going to be a Michael. You know what I'm saying? But they try and make that way. it is. It's impossible to do the talent. I mean, like with Michael now, it was a different game. Yeah, Berg and all that. You know what I'm saying? To what the NBA is now. I mean, NBA ain't never scoring. That's all it is. If you put LeBron back with Michael nowadays, he couldn't do it. Because look how Mike got beat up but not jumping into, you know, basketball, but with football. Look at, you know, Andrew Luck. I mean, he came right into a, you know, the coach wasn't that good, but you came into a system that, you know what I'm saying, that was already put in place because Pete was there, you know? So, right. I mean, put them in one of those systems like, you know, when a, a guy goes to a Cleveland, you know, or a team that's not doing so well, and see if they can change that. Is that possible? I
3: think... I think it goes back to, it's, it's to some degree, it's possible, and it's not, it just depends on the program and the situation that's going on in the organization, okay? Like you said, you had a guy, Andrew Luck, who came into a system that was already established, okay? But at the same time, and you think about it, the Colts were in a position to draft a guy who was coming from a system similar to what they did. He didn't run the run and shoot or the, you know, he didn't come from that. He came from a pro style, under center, with a fullback type of offense. So when you get a guy, and that's what make or break a lot of teams in the NFL, when they draft these guys, and it's like you said, the draft is kind of a crapshoot because if you don't draft the right guy, you might think just because he's done this. But if he doesn't fit your scheme, it's all for nothing. But Andrew Luck was drafted in a position where he was drafted to a team of of a system that he was familiar with and that he came from, so to speak. So you you take a guy like Andrew Luck and you put him in Chip Kelly's offense. Guess what? Nothing. Nothing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's what it comes down to as far as these NFL teams and especially the guys that are in the positions to high picks. I mean, the Colts had what? They had the second pick last year when they drafted him. Or two years, yeah, it, yeah last year. Okay. Now when you when you in the top five, boy, you got options. Okay, and especially if you need some thing, you know some things that you need. That's why I like the whole free agency thing before. You know, and I'm gonna jump around a little bit, but I like the whole thing with the free agency. Now, they 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 free agency was Tuesday, and it's way before the draft. Okay, now teams can go get the guys that that they know that they need and veteran guys that they know that they can use or whatever and then the draft to be your last resort. I mean it's always been like that, but it's nice like that and now all of these rookies like they were back in the day that was that was killing you with the first round picks and get fifty million dollars of that. Now you ain't got no money for other than it, it it baffles me that the NFL just the the owners in the NFL just wise up and said, Oh, huh, we're giving money to guys that haven't proven anything but we it took them up to two years ago to realize that. that 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 was the most baffling thing for me. But now, going back to what you said about luck, you put a guy in a system that's suitable to your system, he can be successful, especially if he's a good player. Andrew Luck was a great player coming out of college. So was R G three. But do you think if R G three had a went to the Colts, do you think they would have been as successful? Mm. You see, There's a different that's a different different system over there. Exactly. And the hindsight to that, if if Andrew Luck goes to the Redskins, are the Redskins successful? I say yeah. You know why? Or yeah. because Mike because Mike Shanahan ran that John Elway pro style type of offense.
2: I don't know. Well, I think he might be better at New England. Because isn't that a pocket quarterback team, New England, right?
3: But had he had it gone to the Redskins, I think they would have still been the Redskins would have been successful, if not more successful, because we all know the the, the whole head button with R G three and Mike Shanahan. We all know that. And especially when you got have guys with egos like these two guys, okay? They weren't on the same page from the jump, okay? After that first season, it was all great. Nobody knew what they were getting from RG3, and, oh, look what he did. Spectacular. The second year, uh, it's all about his rehab. Uh, We want him to do this. You know, so now we got problems. Everybody says it's Mike Shanahan and his ego, and he wants things to be done his way. And we don't know because we weren't in the locker room. We don't know. But if you take Andrew Luck and put him in that system with the Redskins, who knows what the Redskins might have been? Because for one, they wouldn't have been running the ball. They would have been more doing more of that Bronco style offense that Shanahan was doing when he was in Bronco, which fits Andrew Luck. So, like you, you said, first, uh, the draft.
2: First, is, I, I, first I was going to agree with you, but then I thought about when Kirk Cousins got in there; he was winning, and the Kirk Cousins almost like Andrew Luck. So you're right, exactly.
3: It, see, and and that's the whole thing. They try to. Mike Shanahan's biggest problem with RG three is he is what he is. So you're gonna try to you're gonna try to uh, run plays and 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 do things that are conducive to a guy like him, okay? To his style of play, but not looking at the big picture. If this guy's gonna be an NFL quarterback, he has to he has to to some degree learn how to be an NFL quarterback and not for you to force it on them, because once you know how it is, if you force something on certain guys, they're going to rebel. They're going to they gonna retract a little bit. They're they not going to respond like you want to respond, and now you got problems. And that was the problem in Washington. They, they had a situation like that. So you take Andrew Luck, put him in that system. Is he successful? Yeah. How about this one? If you take Andrew Luck and put him in the bear system with Trestman, and 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 the four-headed monsters with with Brandon and Alshon and Bennett and Forte and wow, what, how successful is he then? So basically, what I'm hearing from you
2: quarterbacks like RG3, Michael Vick. You know, you got Captain um, Russell, that's gonna all um, go out, go away because we have a quarterback ribbon. and you talk about all these pocket quarterbacks, cause quarterback, Andrew. And look, because Lucky ain't going to run the ball like that. I mean, he's a pocket guy. So that what you're saying? The NFL is basically, you know, all these other quarterbacks just, I mean, like Russell Wilson, he's never got hurt. But, I mean, all the other quarterbacks, they've been hurt, right? They've been running big. Castano, you know, he ain't been hurt yet, I don't think. But you're right. Is, is it going back to the
3: pocket pass? No. I don't. Here, here's what I think it is. It's your system. Now look at it. Kaepernick, just like you said, Kaepernick. Michael Vick was successful. Michael Michael Vick been in the league for thousand years. Plus, he had that time off. That's you know, Mike don't know how to slide. Mike don't know how to get down. Mike don't get whatever he can get. He still Mike Mike Vick is still an old school type type of a uh, you know player like that. But you look at those teams, like you said, Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, or not Andrew Luck, but RG three. Look at the look at the systems that they're in. Those systems work for those guys. If you take, here I got one even better for you. If you take Kaepernick and put him in in, uh, in Philly, you take Kaepernick and put him in Philly. Oh boy, the Philadelphia Eagles go to the playoffs. Philadelphia Eagles go deep into the playoffs and they win a lot of games. You take Russell Wilson and put, and put him in Philly. They'll win a lot of games. And I'm not saying that it's going back to the pocket pass. I'm just saying that it's going back to your system that you run. You're going to bring a guy into your system. Nobody knew who Colin Kaepernick was. Colin Kaepernick came from the University of Nevada, and he was a what? Fourth? Yeah. Uh, uh, third, fourth round round third round pick? Third round pick. But yeah. you, you look at the system that he was drafted in, the system that he came from. And all that goes back to your GMs and your coaches doing their homework, knowing that your wants and your needs and how many draft picks you had. And granted that year, I think the 49ers had like, dang on there, 12 draft picks that year. They had a lot of draft picks. So they weren't expecting to get what they got out of that boy. And then once he got in the camp and you bring, and you bring, uh, uh, um, why do I forget the head coach's name? Let's San wrong. Francisco. You, you, you bring the coach in from San Francisco. Oh, uh, Harbaugh? Harbaugh, yeah. And when you have a guy, it's like having a guy that's smart, knowing that, okay, Harbaugh came from a Stanford system. Okay, his Stanford system with Andrew Luck was line him up, swore back. Tight end, two receivers, and we'll run it, play action. You, know, you know, they didn't wasn't doing a whole lot of that. But when you bring a guy into your NFL system that suits your system, you will be successful.
2: You know what, Dwight? Uh, I think I heard the music. We'll take uh, another break. We'll come back. I'm gonna ask you about this. I want to see what you have to say about this question. You know, I, I, I kind of been wondering, and I talked to a couple of guys, but. I want to see what you guys say about this, but this is Jay Flow, my guest, D Driver. We'll be right back.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
4: check us out today you're sure to find something of interest voice america variety talk on today's hot topics
1: are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams
4: Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Everyone is eligible for RX Savings Plus. There's no age or income restrictions and no paperwork. Simply print a card and start saving on your prescriptions. Start saving today. Enroll and print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 9 9- Become our friend on Facebook.
1: Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you, call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, Loving That Sports
2: Talk, and my guests always and a teammate, a friend of mine from University of Wyoming. D Driver, you there, D? Yep, I'm still here. My question, you brought up something and um, I want to ask you this. I-, I talked to a few guys about it and I had different you know, um, different advice or not advice or different comments about this. Remember when uh, Mike St. Terry was running in the 49ers as a head coach? Yep. And Harbaugh came in and took over. Was that teams already basically because Mike made it that way or did Harbaugh do it? Because if, if Mike Singletary was a head him out of the quarterback or would that team have went as far as Harbaugh or is Harbaugh a better coach?
3: What do you say? I think he's a better coach. Not to, knock, not, not to knock Mike Singletary. The biggest problem with Mike Singletary was Mike Singletary wasn't ready for that. Okay? Mike Singletary was not ready to be a head coach to sit there and talk to the media every day to handle all the day-in and day-out operations of, is my offensive coordinator doing his job? Is my defensive coordinator doing his job? Is my linebacker coach, my secondary coach, my O-line? My... Mike Singletary had never even been a position. Well, he was, oh, let me take that back. He was a linebacker coach when he, with the Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. Well, right. Mike Singletary was a linebacker coach, but only for a short period of time. Now, love, you know like I know, okay? I had an opportunity to coach high school football. I coached high school football at my old high school. And for the first year, it was a little overwhelming for me because it was the first time that I had ever coached. And it's totally different coaching than it is playing. I mean, you have to. It, now, now, just imagine 15-fold. And I'm telling you, I coached high school kids. Now, just imagine being an NFL head coach. In my opinion, Mike Singletary wasn't ready to be that guy in that type of organization. Because, for one, that organiza- the organization, to some, they were winning, and then he came in, and then it just, they, they weren't really winning like they used to. So they thought by bringing this Hall of Fame, and that's where a lot of teams go wrong. They think that bringing a guy who's been there, done that, that he can change the organization. No, he can't change the organization to, that, to, to, to some degree. Because if you don't have the coaching tangibles with that, you know, and, and by that i mean being a head coach and knowing when to get in a guy's face and knowing how to, you know, stroke a guy. You got to know how to you gotta learn how to how play the game. Mike Singletary was an old school type of guy, and it should be done this way because this is how we've done it, and now you got to back up, okay? Because you're talking about a totally different breed of athlete now, okay? So for Mike Singletary, I just think it was bad timing for him. Okay, I'm I don't agree with you,
2: why? I, because I think- Mike molded that team. I mean, he had, what, two or three years, three years? and You have to mold no, a no. team before they start no, no. I mean, look at the Bulls with Jordan. I mean, he had the same players. And Phil got there, boom, he won. But that team was already being molded to where it was Phil. I mean, you look at it and say, oh, that coach did it. Well, if you give me somebody like Michael Jordan, Sky Pippen, and all that, and them work together for three years, and I tell them, they're going to win, right? If you give me a Tom Brady with all they had on that team, and you know, well, let's go back to 49. Give me Vernon Davis, they'll kill him. Gore. You know, you get, just got um, crap. you start to mold. You're going to win once you start building them. They're starting to learn how to win. Not that they one year, two years, but after that third year, then you get rid of a guy. For what? I mean, I think he did that team. Yeah, how about came in and looked like he was a savior, but... What did he say? We had the same players, right?
3: Nice yeah, to some degree, but I just, I, I still think some guys, some guys, and and, and you know it like I know it, love. You got some guys. Not saying that Mike Singletary couldn't have been that guy. He just wasn't ready to be that guy. Now you got a guy like Harbaugh who comes in. He's a young rah rah coach, and this team to some degree was a young team, and some of these guys. Wasn't used to that type of, you know, the way hardball, I mean, the way Singletary came at him. So now you got a lot of guys that's like, just like when Vernon Davis, you remember? When Vernon right. Davis, yeah. Vernon Day, was it Vernon Davis? Walked off the field yeah. during a game. Really? Who, who yeah. does that? Okay. So right then and there, that just showed. And 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 it's probably an organization looking down upstairs. You know that shows you don't have no control of this team when the player walks out. No, I take that back. Vernon Davis didn't walk off the field. Didn't Singletary send him out? Send him yeah. away? He, he sent him spoke. to the locker room. Yeah, he sent him to the locker room. But I just think that it's just your approach. You know, you you to especially when you get to the NFL because you got a lot of egos. And you know, like I know, ego, ex-ego, you got a lot of egos. You got a lot of yeah. egos in that locker room, man, and, and and you can touch a guy's ego a certain way, and he ain't gonna like it. So then we are gonna have problems, uh-huh. you know. I'm going throw this at you,
2: the Belichick,
3: the same way as, as uh, Singletary, don't you think? No, nope. totally different. Come, Come on, Belichick why. don't
2: play around over
3: there in New England. It's his way you or don't. you out of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, but but here's the thing with Belichick though. You never hear Bill Belichick, and this is Bill Belichick in that monotone voice that he always talks in, even when he does express press We're going to do things a certain way like this, and this is how we're going to do it. And when you come to the New England Patriots, this is what we expect of you. So guys know. They know. Just like what's, what's the favorite saying of the New England Patriot players? Bill Belichick can give you a little bit of that humble pie. Yeah. yeah he'll humble you. But at the same time, I'm going to let you know, you don't know, do it like this. I'll get rid of you because I can and I have. And I, if I have to, I will. And guess what? I'll bring another player in here because you know what? I know how to coach players. And it ain't even, it ain't even so much him. It's the coaches that he keeps around them. If you think about it, ain't too many of his, don't too many of his coaches leave. You know? And once you have, a, once you have an organization like that and, and, and players know, what to expect when they come there, they, they ain't going to stray off from that because you, you'll you be gone, you know. You'll be well, gone. I don't know how much time we got left. I hate to catch up, but I want to
2: definitely talk about Michael Sayre. Where do you think he's going to go with the draft? What do you think um, is going to happen when he gets to a team and do? Which team do you see him at? See who we're at now? We have, every, uh, Michael Say, You know, everybody knows a player from Missouri that came out said he's gay. You know, where do you see him going in a draft, you know, first, second, third round? And what teams do you see him possibly picking him up? And then tell us what you think is going
3: to happen once he starts to play. Here, Here's here's what I think about him. Here's what I think about the situation for him. Okay, I think – I don't think he'll get drafted. And here's why. His combine well, for what he was – for one, he was only predicted to be a fourth or fifth round draft pick anyways. He goes to the combine and he runs almost a six flat five, a a, a six flat forty, and for his position, that's huge. Even though he's a gamer, but what I really believe is that I don't think he'll get drafted because, for one, a lot of teams just don't want to deal with that mess. They just they don't want to deal with the situation if they don't have to. Now, if this guy was a predicted Davian Clowney, wow! Now I got issues because I can't let a guy like this pass up if I'm in a position to grab him. So I'll deal with this, but I can get this from a player. But me personally, I just don't think any team will draft him because they 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 just don't want the attention. They don't want that because you know, like I know, the media is gonna be at that organization every day, and every question is gonna be whether it be directed toward him, whether it be directed toward other players. Hey, what do you think about so and so's? You know, coming out and you know saying that he's he's a gay man and. How do you feel about this being in your locker room? And this is going to be something that's going to be asked every single day, whether it be the starter, whether it be the practice squad player. It's going to go on every single week, every single day of the year, as long as he is with that organization. And I think a lot of organizations won't even draft him. And the great thing about it is when when teams are approached about that, all they can say is that, well, for what we needed, and it's an easy GM scapegoat. Well, for what we needed and our needs and, and our position and our pick, we just didn't need a guy. We didn't need that guy because we covered this in this position or this in free agency or you know if they had earlier picks, but that's going to be what it is. But right. He killed he his, was himself. A he killed his own of the at the combine because he ran a terrible 40.
2: Right. He was but a I player of the year, a ball football player. Come on, Come on now. Man.
3: What'd you, what'd you
2: say? i say he was a defensive player of the year all college football players of every, you know? So you tell me the defensive player of the year is not going to get to a T. Well, not because you, you look of his it. play, because if his play, he should to be a defensive player of the year. Think of the players that um, was on that list of these players. Eric Berry, the cornerback from Tech, Tennessee, right? He's in the NFL killing someone, doing great. So you tell me he's defensive player of year. You don't see him yeah you all know, because they don't you know you're saying it's because of his talent or because of the, the media thing
3: both i just i i just i didn't think okay, the games that i saw the games that I saw him play you know and they talk about his big sacks he had two back to back three sack games one of them was against Vanderbilt and the other one was against um it was it was some other small school, but against the big boys when he played the big boys in uh in the in the conference in s e c he didn't really show up. He didn't really show me nothing that 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 you know, and, and you know, like I knew, you can get tackles and you can get tackles and you can get assists yeah. and you get assists, and that'll pad your stats. And yeah, you can be a, you can be considered a defensive player of the year. You know it like I know it, but I I, I didn't I, I saw flashes, but I didn't see nothing that would make me say yeah, I'll take this guy. I, I just didn't. And on top of the whole situation, I just think a lot of teams ain't going to want to deal with it, man. They just they just don't not want to deal with it. They, I think a lot of teams would rather just take that chance and not pick him, and, and they'll be fine with that. Yeah. They'll be fine with that. I, I really believe a lot of teams will be fine with that and should not have to deal with that whole media scrutiny at their facilities day in and day out.
2: Well, I we only got one man left, but we're going to have you back on. I'll definitely get you on with uh, the draft. I wanna see if you can think of what players went where, you know. And then we're gonna have you back for one the free agency if they go. Oh. And let uh, see we're gonna pick on other teams and pick um, guys and see what they're gonna how far they're gonna go. So uh appreciate you having me been on the show again, D. This all good, bro. Anything for you, love? Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we'll do it again, definitely too.
3: So. Okay, bro, you take it easy, man, and give me a call next time you down by the house.
2: Sure so, uh, will. Another great show with Loving That Sports Talk uh, and D-Driver.
1: That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.